friends, welcome to Better Than Journaling. I'm Adia. And I'm Aisha. We are two mental health professionals journaling out loud, analyzing our own thoughts and feelings. This is not about us giving you mental health advice. We're just having our own existential crises one episode at a time, so you don't have to. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink, because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. Hello, Miss Aisha. Good morning, Miss Nadia. How you doing? I'm doing very well. It's beautiful visiting mom this weekend. It's peaceful and calm. It's nice. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I was starting to read your shirt and then you folded your arms over your shirt and I can't read it anymore. Did it say something like be strong like my coffee or something? It exactly says that. Be strong like your coffee. That while traveling in Canada or something. You know, she's of the age where words need to be on her clothing. So. Hey, I kind of like words on my clothing, especially my name. I'm big into having my name on things. Okay. So like a mechanic? Yes, or a bowler. (laughs) Yes. Or a bowler. Yeah, I'm going to an event soon uh, in a couple of weeks. And I just got these these hoodies made uh, at Cafe Press. But then when we we got them, uh, me and several friends and our kids are going. So we got our names on the sleeves of the hoodies. I feel like I've never been an athlete. So that makes me feel really cool to get our names on the sleeves. That's different. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's very specific I I'll allow it thank you I appreciate that <laughs> how you been what's new what's exciting uh you know I'm finished a uh, met a deadline for a project that I've known is coming for a little while but I just had other things in the forefront of my brain and it was really hard to just kind of sit and only hear my thoughts around that and I would get distracted a lot so I just allowed myself time to not have to deal with too many things that were taxing at once and it worked out really well um so I'm I'm feeling a lot of relief uh I don't know when this episode will air but it is Super Bowl Sunday and I don't really give too many uh f's about the Super Bowl or football in general um but well my best friend is throwing a party so I shall be there and I'm sure I'll have fun and uh eat lots of carbs and uh, maybe drink some beers so it should be a good day I don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl it will be the Bengals and the Rams Mm. yeah those are teams yeah yeah. Got it. I am aware of it. Do you know? Well, why would you know? My first job ever was working for the Raiders franchise when the Raiders were in LA. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like event staff, like nice. bringing people beers at 16. Raider fans, <laughs> bringing Raider fans beers at 16. Yes. Nothing has Back changed. Back when they were in Los Angeles. Yeah. They'll take you so, for it. I didn't actually work for the Raiders. I worked for an event staffing company that staffed the Raiders, USC football, UCLA football, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Right. So, but I always say company that afforded some perks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It made me. 
it made me understand football. It made me get football because I like literally watch football games several times a week, all day. So it made me understand it, but I'm not all like, I don't have a team or anything like that. Yeah. Not like a super fan or anything like that. You just, you know, the game you know exists and people fawning over it is not that surprising, but yeah. So, I mean, I used to be a fan. Um, and, uh, ever since the Colin Kaepernick fiasco, I have not given it any of my time or energy or money or anything like that. So I've moved on. I've evolved. I've never, I've never had a sports team. Never. Like I sometimes like pretend to be excited about whoever my husband's rooting for, but I've (laughs) never been like, Oh my gosh, that's my team. Yeah. I don't care that much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I inherited this team from my uh, third grade teacher. She was the best and she was a huge 49ers fan. And so I became a huge 49ers fan and huge is relative because I was in the third grade. So, but (laughs) (laughs) I uh, held on to them until, yeah, until several years ago, I suppose at this point um, and rooted for them and you know, went to games when I could and things like that. But yeah, I've never been like the kind of fan that knows people's stats and all that stuff. Uh, no, I just, I don't have, no, the focus or the attention for that. So other things are far more important to me, but I enjoyed watching the games and talking shit and having banter and, you know, getting excited about it and whatnot. But now I just get excited about hand sanitizer and different kinds of masks. I'm serious. Like, I don't know, sports, sports combine a bunch of things that I don't think, uh, I too much live for like sweat, noise, crowds, beer, like none of that stuff makes me happy. Fair. But, but you know, Super Bowl carbs. Chips are an essential piece of, of that equation and, and they generally make me really happy. So and one out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I also don't mind beer, depending mm-hmm. on you know if it's a stout. It's got to be a stout beer. But yeah, I don't mind. Not beer. a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. I'll do like ciders, but yeah, not beer. Hmm. I like sweet stuff. Oh no, cannot. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what has been What's on that? my mind lately? What's on your mind? After a conversation with my youngest brother, the idea of fun at work, fun being a part of work, the experience of joy, fun, pleasure in work versus I go to get a paycheck and that is all I expect has kind of been bouncing around in my brain a lot. So I am a person who is always needed required that I have fun in work at work whether it be the the fun the work itself for me creates fun uh I derive a sense of pleasure from it I enjoy whatever challenge or successes come along with it but also mm-hmm. that I enjoy my coworkers, and I think most people agree with that not not everyone but that I enjoy my coworkers, that we have banter and have a good time um laugh that play is actually a part of the work dynamic at some point or another whether it be team buildings or potlucks and whatnot um that fun is an essential part of the criteria of me enjoying 
my work, my workplace, all of those things. And that my brother flat out said to me, um, I don't really think of work as fun. Like, and he said it just flatly like that. And I was like, oh, and he said, um, you know, I, I, I work to get a paycheck and then I have fun in other areas of my life. And I said, that is a concept, sir. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's, it's just been bouncing around in my brain. I mean, what does that bring up for you? I don't know. A couple of things. One is uh, I work so many hours that if work wasn't fun and fulfilling, um, my life would be not fun and fulfilling because I spend so many hours at work. The other thought is I had this idea a long time ago that as long as I was paying off my student loans, I had to enjoy my job because I figured you know, I'm not working for myself. I'm working to pay off these student loans. And the only thing that would make that acceptable was if the job felt fulfilling to me. I finished paying, and I've always, I have always loved every job I've ever been at. Even the one I'm at now, I've always loved my jobs. Uh, but I finished paying off my student loans like three years ago, maybe two, two or three years ago. And it wasn't until I finished paying off my student loans that I started questioning whether or not I liked my job. And I'm, I'm at a place where I'm like, no, I like it. But without even thinking about it, as soon as I finished paying off those loans, I started questioning whether or not I liked the job. Um, and I really feel like education creates some level of privilege, right? Because it creates some level of choice in what you do with your life. So because I have an advanced degree, I can choose, and, and, and some skill, I can choose what kind of job I have. And so any job that I choose to have uh, should bring me some level of like fair pay and, and joy. I think it should, because I have the privilege of having some choice in my job. Uh, but again, I'll go back to, I spend so much time at work that if, if work wasn't fun, if I didn't enjoy the job, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I have to ask, does, does enjoying the job mean it's fun? What do you mean by fun? Tell me, tell me more about the word fun. Uh, more than like the laughing and the banter and the team building and the challenges and the rewarding. I mean, I, all, all of those things. That's what I think of as fun. Like I have a good time. Oh. I, um, the camaraderie is important. Um, being able to laugh at ourselves or the situations that we find ourselves in um being I don't know yeah there's a certain amount of like being challenged um and and bringing more of myself I think into the space is is important as a as a key aspect for me or has been um a key aspect being able to show up as not just like I don't know a robot or removed of my person and not and not just bringing my skill I couldn't imagine work without that stuff. Like I've never worked in a place that didn't have those components. Yeah, but they exist. They well, exist. My husband's job is like that. He just goes in, clocks his time and goes out. Yeah. But I also would say he wouldn't say his work is fulfilling either. It's just a job. 
Right. And so, but then he's fulfilled in other areas of his life, making large right. assumptions here, but that's generally what it seems like the, the trade-off is, is that work is work. They put it into a category. It, it is in a specific bucket of this creates funding for my lifestyle. That's what this is. There's a purpose for it. That's the only purpose. There's not need to be any additional purpose. All the other purpose or needs I have in my life, I will fulfill in some other way outside of this area where I spend a ton of time. <laughs> so work is a means to an end. Just one. Yes. I mean, how do you feel about whether or not you create enough fun outside of work? You know, it has varied definitely from phase, different phases of my life. But at this point in time, so I think it's like, it's a really significant trade-off too. I do think that my job requires a lot of emotional energy and, um, and so sometimes I feel tapped afterwards and don't want to deal with, don't want to deal, <laughs> don't want to deal with people. I don't want to people anymore. I'm all peopled out. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. that's the other part of it. That's the double-edged sword, but I create, I do create space for pleasure. Um, it may not always be like specifically fun um, or consistently, I shouldn't say. I don't think it's always consistently fun, but I do create pleasure for myself outside of work really frequently. Yeah, fun. Yeah, Probably I don't have a lot of time to create a lot of space for fun. You have the same amount of time as everyone else. I do? Yes, you do. You just fill it the way that it you works. decide to fill it. Everybody it has works. the same 24 hours in a day. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that most people work eight of those, right? <laughs> I, I don't eight know fish. about most people, but I know that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And we all just decide what we're going to dedicate it to. Where do you think it comes from that some of us decide to dedicate more of that to work than other things? Value, what we put value on. I think fear drives a lot of our decisions, people's decisions in life. Um, yeah, we've definitely talked about that. Yeah, I think I think fear is a big one, but I think what we value, you know, I think when we, when we envision or fantasize about the life that we should be or want to be living, we start, we start the, the business of creating that. And we do that in the, the best way we know how. Um, so yeah, I think some people don't value, <clears throat> don't value dedicating their time to like, somebody else's projects, efforts, visions, fantasies or whatever. So they don't work for others. They work for themselves, busying themselves, creating their own dream or whatever. And maybe that's fun for them or on some level it brings fun. Um, other people really, you know, they want to, I don't want to call it play, but maybe they want to play. They want to spend more of their time playing. So they, 
They made sure that they had a job that was going to bring them a high income without a ridiculous amount of like hours required to, you know, commit to it to, to, to attain that income. And now they have way more time to play. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's different ways to go about it for sure. But I think value. That's interesting because so value about how much time we spend at work seems like something we think about after we're already at work, which you just said feels different than that though. Like this idea that, you know, if somebody chooses a job that pays a lot of money and requires very few hours um, or fewer hours or whatever, it feels like that's something we wouldn't know before we go into work. And we are told to go out and find, I mean, I don't know, maybe not everybody, but I feel like the prevailing message, not from my parents for sure, but the prevailing message in society is like, find something you love doing and do that and then see how you can make a living of it. Not like find a way to spend as little time there as possible and make as much money as possible. I think that that, what you just said to me sounds like one of those things that you, we get siloed into hearing or it's like, what do they call it? Like an echo chamber? Because I feel like I've heard the exact opposite. I've, I've definitely heard people say like, I've heard this, the, the saying of, you know, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life or something like that. But I've heard mm-hmm. others say like, you know, like do noble work or work is important. I think of like third world countries and things like that. People are not being told to go chase passionate work or be in love with what they do. They're being told to go and make a living so that you can survive. And if you have a family so that you can feed your family, like they're not being encouraged to go do something that they love. They're being told to go be productive and do something. So I think that it's definitely a, from a face, space of privilege, like you said earlier, to be able to consider what it is that you love doing. I think even above our level of privilege is the thought of don't work so hard, work smart. Um, and derive lots of income from that so I think it's I think that messaging it has been outside of our reach because I think it's above our level of privilege but I think Mm -hmm. that that message is absolutely out there for others to not work so hard you're not supposed to spend your life working you're supposed to spend your life living and experiencing um and so those with the privilege spend their life living and experiencing and some people you know with the same maybe similar levels of privilege have decided that they just need less and so that they can experience more um and so they don't have to work as much because they don't have to maintain things i wonder if there's some level of you know those things that you talked about that make work fun camaraderie and team building and all that kind of stuff i mean they make work fun but they also make work somewhat survivable i wonder if there's some level of those things exist so that people will keep doing really, really hard work because if they didn't make, you know, some aspects of the job feel connecting, uh, it's too hard otherwise. So I wonder if there's something about, (laughs) I wonder if there's something about team building that's like this trap. This trap that keeps you there. That's super interesting. I, yes, Um, I want to get into that. But before we do, let's take a short break. So before we went into the break, you were maybe drawing some parallels between the necessity of team building camaraderie uh, in order to survive uh, the really unbearable 
um, work that is out there. And <laughs> it sounds absolutely right. It sounds like some advertising marketing ploy to distract from what's actually happening. Um, and, and that's often, I mean, sometimes that's the experience for sure. You know, sometimes I find myself and my coworkers even just saying things like, you know, like if I don't laugh, I'll cry type of a thing. Right. Um, and, and we literally are, you know, we are just commiserating or supporting one another in the, what seems impossible. Uh, and, I'll, and, and that's sometimes futile, you know? So I think that's a, you might be hitting a nail on the head there. And even like I, I hear people, you know, when they when they talk about the culture or the atmosphere in their workplace, particularly when they're trying to sell the job, they like to use stuff like we're like a family, uh, we're all bonded, we're connected, all that kind of stuff. And I wonder to what extent that like kind of communicates or reinforces that that all that you need happens here. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I will say that for the younger generations, when they hear that language now, when they hear those words, they steer clear, they run, they I run know. away. I know. If there's family, community written into the mission statement, the values about a section, they run. They are not here for it. They're like, that's a trap. <laughs> I know, but what do you think that, what do you think that is? Like, why do you think workplaces try to advertise the whole family community aspect of it? I think that it is, it, well, I think in nonprofits specifically, it's about a lack of resources. And so we're going to just lean on each other because we're not going to be getting <laughs> more of what we actually need. So you lean on me, I'll lean on you. Um, you get the tissues, I'll bring the chocolate type of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there is, um, there, I think there, you know, there's this value for community in nonprofit work. It's supposed to be of the people grassroots. It's, yeah, we can get more into that at some other point, but, you know, so there's this idea that it, we need to be reliant on one another, interconnected, respecting of what each other brings to the table, sourcing of information and, and supports. But I, I really mostly think that it has to do with there's a lack of resources. And so all, all we got is us. Uh, is, is what it sounds like to me when I hear that. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I, I have heard, I haven't had any direct conversations with, uh, with applicants about this. I don't think that we necessarily um, advertise ourselves like we're, we're a family. I think we definitely talk about uh, that we, we work well together and that we care about each other, but I don't think we use language like family. But I have heard that younger, uh, younger applicants are looking for jobs that are jobs. They're not looking for communities. They're not looking for family. But I haven't actually talked to anybody about this. What, what have you heard? Um, I haven't. You know, I, like I said, I only had the one conversation with my younger brother and he's in a different industry and people who I've heard want to go to work and just do their job and then come home are always in a different industry. Um, 
And so it seems very reasonable, well, I guess after my initial shock and horror, uh, very reasonable that they don't need to bring a lot of themselves into the job. People are asking for a concrete function out of them and their very specific processes and formulas and whatever what, what for what it is that they do and sometimes their additional thought or emotion that goes into it could be a hindrance a distraction a barrier to success and productivity so being able to be kind of clean and just focused on processes really of efficient you know a sense of efficiency and the bottom line in a lot of industries and so i get it um I, and I imagine there's probably a lot, there's, there's a chance that there's less conflict um, in the workspace because nothing is about anyone's specific, uh, unless you're not just not carrying your weight. And that's, I think in any workspace right. it's gonna come up. So if you just, if you do your job, um, then people are generally pleased and happy with one another, but they don't actually get into like knowing anything about each other on a personal level. Um, I know that, in uh, you know a couple of other conversations I've had with young people who are just entering uh, the workforce, they've been intentional about thinking about whether or not they would be experiencing a really stressful, demanding um, work environment. So the culture being very, uh, from what they're assuming is toxic, given that they've never worked before. Um, so they're going to turning from the internets and learning what other people have experienced and using that as a measure of what they should be looking for or trying to run, run towards the hills from. So them just being worried about being overwhelmed, too stressed, expectations being unrealistic uh, for them before they even jump into something. So they really haven't said too much about looking for community um, at the workplace. Um, I think they, they already have their they already have their community. They have their friends. They don't necessarily have the expectation that they, that's going to be a part of the experience. Oops. And I don't know that I thought that, that, that I knew that it, or expected that that would be a part of the experience either when I was getting my first job. I really thought I was going to do work and move on, make money. That's, that was my goal. My goal wasn't to go into a space to go make friends. I, I'm pretty sure that I was hoping that, uh, that the workplace would be a good place to make friends. I definitely, and I think part of it had to do with the fact that I moved to San Diego to go to school and decided to stay here and work. So I, I had a community, I had friends, I had people in Los Angeles that, you know, and then I came here and there was, in my opinion, because I came here married or I got married shortly after I got here, I wasn't like hanging out at clubs and all that kind of stuff because I already had like my little nuclear family so the other ways that people make friends I wasn't necessarily still doing at that time and I was and I had moved to a different city so I certainly was looking for friendship and community at work and I know that all of my closest friends right now are people that I work with or or used to work with so I'm not exactly sure where I would have met friends I mean I guess I have like some mom friends now I have friends that are friends because our kids go to school together but my, my core group of friends are people that I work with um, or used to work with. And when we get together, we talk about work. Mm. Even, even though we don't all work in the same places anymore, we still work, talk about work because we work in the same industry. Yeah. 
that's definitely something that I'm, I'm tired of. I'm tired of supposed to be at play, but we're talking about work. And that's, that is something that I only experience with people, obviously that I'm in the same industry with when I'm with any, with when the group of people that are in any other industry, they don't spend the entire time talking about work. And I wonder if it's like, you know, if they're with people in the same industry as them, if they spend a lot of time talking about work, right. but um, I would assume not. I think it's, I really think it has something to do with the industry or just with working and working with people. But yeah, I am tired of that. I'm tired of being um, at play with colleagues or former colleagues um, and talking about work. I don't want it. And we, I mean, we have to make a conscious effort to say we're not going to talk about work, but then we end up back there. We do end up back there. I, yeah. And then I throw a tantrum and say, no, I worked off. Um, but really, you know, so I want to segue back to the conversation that I had with, you know, a piece of the conversation that I had with my brother was that I wonder if not needing, I wonder if there's a correlation between how much you make <laughs> or can earn if work is just work and it's not about like fun or passion or yeah or any of that if it's just a job it's if you just go to work to do the job I wonder if there's some kind of correlation with how much people earn or bring home I don't know why I want it to be but so what, what are you theorizing that people who make more money leave work at work yes sounds to me like it'd be the opposite sounds to me like it'd be the opposite the more the more money you're making um and the more passionate you are about the work you're doing the more it infiltrates the rest of your life not that making good money is necessarily always aligned with passion but it just seems like if you have to put in a shit ton of work to, and, and you make really good money from putting in a shit ton of work, there must be something about it that you really love. Like, I don't know, maybe it might just, it might just be the making of the money that you really like love. You might just really love making the money. I don't yeah. know. I, I just can't imagine because of the industry we're in and it, and it has got to be different in different industries. I can't imagine people doing work in our line of work and not and not finding it fun, not, not finding it really enjoyable, not finding it to be a major part of who you are. Yeah, and they're also not making a shit ton of money. So that, you know. Oh, right, true, true, true. Ipso facto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I've heard that before, ipso facto. What does that mean? <laughs> um, uh, case in point or, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I guess something like something to the. I've never Googled it, but that's how I've always heard it used in context. So, Googling now, ipso facto. <laughs> ipso facto. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think that there could be something there. By that very factor act as an inevitable result. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, okay. So we're in mental health. We're in mental health in nonprofit, but 
we're also both in mental health and for-profit and private practice. Um, those folks can make a ton of money. Yeah. I don't know and I imagine they also that. really love what they do. Maybe, yeah. So picture, picture work, picture the work that we do, the nonprofit specifically, without those relationships and without those activities, without those uh, wellness things that get thrown in, without the banter, without the walks on a break, what, what would that work be like? It would be like those Monday afternoon meetings. With your outside voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Okay. All the time. It would it would be it would be like that all the time. Like there's no the time. camaraderie. There's very little banter. There's just uh too much and not enough, you know? That's my favorite thing of of current too much and yet not enough yeah yeah I can't imagine I would stay if there weren't intentional things to make and I I don't know if I would call most of those fun it it, it really is what makes it you know it's hard work so for me it's important to feel like I'm not in it alone you know and so all of those things make it feel like I have a team. Sometimes that includes fun, but it's not always fun. It's just like the camaraderie piece of it. I think that that all of those all of those things add. Yeah, I think that if my salary were quadrupled, I could absolutely find a way to be driven, motivated, and passionate about uh, those Monday afternoons, um, finding, maybe be even more invested in um, making them more effective or, or not, or just they would magically become more tolerable, I think, honestly. I would, I'd be willing to run that experiment. How about that? Um, I Why don't you propose it? Why don't you propose that experiment? Yeah, well, that's just my thought, just based on what I know about myself. I am maybe not into perpetuity, but uh, definitely I could have a complete perspective shift on what I am doing there, why, what's my purpose, what is my, yeah, what is my purpose in the overall goal mission and be able to keep my mind focused on that instead of any of the other extraneous things that I find myself fascinated with, you know, like a cat with shiny objects. You know, my initial thought yeah. would be outside of, outside of work for sure. My initial thought, my initial response to that is, I don't know that giving me more money would change my experience. That said, what I started this conversation with was that I told myself as long as I was paying student loans, I had to like whatever job I was in. And as soon as I finished paying student loans, I started reevaluating how much I liked the job. Mm -hmm. So 
And, and while I would land on, I like my job, uh, I certainly am side-eyeing it way more than I ever did while I was still paying off those loans because mm-hmm. I had given myself that message that, uh, that if I'm working to pay off my education, it's got to feel worth it to me. The education has to feel worth it to me, which means that the job that the education landed me has to feel worth it to me. So while I, while I think that uh, intellectually, I think that, that my income, if nothing changed about the job, would not change my job satisfaction. Well, no, we're not talking about job satisfaction. I don't think my income would make me like the job more, but, uh, but maybe it would because paying off my student loans made me like it less. <laughs> I guess all I'm saying is if I got paid more, I would care less, uh, less about liking the job or having fun at work. I would be planning all I'm going to have outside of work. And I would be able to focus on just doing the job without the expectation that there is some fun, there is enjoyment, there is pleasure, um, that I laughed, that I, you know, engaged. I would, I would be able to keep a different focus in the forefront of my mind. When I was not feeling like I was having a good time, I would be able to remind myself of the assignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense to me. I guess, I guess that makes sense to me. I just wonder if I was making more money, would I feel even more obligated to put in more hours and there and thereby decrease my quality of life? Mm. Not I. I mean, I certainly work more hours than I get paid for now. So, so getting paid more should not increase what I what I feel the need to do, but I worry that it would anyway all right i i want to know what others think i want to know what other people think (laughs) i really 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 want to know what other people think about it because my little brother got into my head not even intentionally i don't think he just was so matter of fact i don't think of work as he was very confused i could tell he was like i don't think of work (laughs) as fun and i was like gasp and he just was right, I think he right. was very confused by my 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 words and I was I know you're like by poor him. you and he's like poor you yes <laughs> I yeah I I feel like super unsettled on this I don't know if I don't know if work is supposed to be fun I'm like worried that maybe it's not supposed to be or I'm worried that maybe it is supposed to be and I'm worried for him or maybe maybe it's giving me an excuse to not seek fulfillment in other areas of my life. And then I'm worried for me. Like, I don't, I don't know. I am with you. I'm super curious about what other people think about this. Cause yes. I don't, I don't know where I'm landing on this as we end this conversation. I think I'm landing on it. on the last part that you said is in that we potentially too much time, effort, um, dedication has been focused on work and not in growing other areas of life that are fulfilling, but that has changed for me. I am on an about face. I'm going in a different direction and uh, people have to stay tuned to hear more about those, those thoughts, ideas, plans, and conversations. What do you want to leave the people I, with? I got to stay tuned too. Cause I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do we want to leave the people with today? We want to leave with a request for more information from Adia about her different direction. 
<laughs> okay, what do I really want to leave the people with today? I don't know. I guess I guess I'm partially sitting with uh, do those do those elements that we have those team building those that camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. Does that stuff make the job fun or does it just make it tolerable? Um, mm-hmm. And I love that. Is it supposed is it supposed to make it fun? Like is work supposed to be fun? I mean, it's supposed to it's supposed to be not bad. Like I, I, I think it. <laughs> I think I think there should be some fun elements to it, but um, but I don't know. Yeah. It is are the fun elements that exist at work uh, getting in the way of me recognizing the need to pursue fun outside of work? I guess that's what I'm gonna. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be thinking about. Yeah, and then that that other thing about does it make it fun or does it make it tolerable? to make it fun or to make it tolerable and is the shiny things at work are they a distraction from you pursuing a more full or complete life yeah um I think that's that's what I'm that's where I'm at is I want I want people to consider what it is that they most value really in a life in their life and how are they actively intentionally seeking to experience create know those things mm-hmm. yeah yeah All wonderful right. well, i'm glad to have jingled to our about. brains i'm sorry i said it's, it's some stuff to think about like i said i, I don't feel like i'm landing anywhere I, I feel like i'm landing with more questions and answers after this talk I think that's great. That doesn't usually happen. And I, I, I love this dynamic. So this is, this is good. This is a new feeling. We'll see what else bubbles up to the surface. I feel like maybe we'll revisit this conversation. I think so. I think so. All right, Miss Adia. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I like talking to you. I, very, very much so. See you soon. All right. Take care, lady. Now you know that was better than journaling. If you like this, give us a five-star review and share us with the rest of your friends.